tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, it is uh, Greg and Spence and George. The ball guys are back for another big podcast. The World Series is underway, and uh, the the good news for the Braves is uh, they won. They won convincingly on the road in game one, so they kind of take away that home field advantage now. The bad news is their starting pitcher last night, Charlie Morton, comes up with a broken leg in the game. He finishes the inning. What yeah. kind of, What kind of a... Uh, Stud is this guy that with a broken leg, he gets three outs afterwards. How right. did you do that? Was it adrenaline or, or what? I don't know. It must have been, you know, or you're just so you're, I, yeah. I mean, I, it was, you know, early on, first game of the World Series, I suppose. And he knew it hurt, but I suppose he didn't know to what extent till he got back in the dugout and they, uh, they did the x rays, broken tibia for him, Charlie Morton. And he was cruising in that game. Yeah. He, well, I think he and Valdez both looked a little shaky early, but yeah. he settled in, he and Valdez turned into a head case. That was weird. That was unexpected yeah. because Valdez yeah. is usually a, a horse in those games. Right, right, right. Uh, you brought up, George, that was a name that, that came up in, in Twins talk, uh, what, was it last year, two years yeah. ago, where, where they were kind of maybe eyeballing getting Charlie Morton, right? Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's one of those guys, and he's a gamer too. You saw it last night, right? He's a tough guy, but unfortunately, man, it must have been just a weird plant or something coming off the mound, and you could see he was struggling. But he still went on to strike out. He threw sixteen more pitches after that. Yep, that's yep. crazy. Yep. Three outs. Yep, and then finally came out. Uh, so they'll be they'll be tested. They'll be stretched. Um, Astros kind of in the same boat in that they don't have a lot of their big horses either, but Hey, look, both teams made it to the world series, you know, without some of their, their big stars. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, maybe Jake Odorizzi comes up as, as a bigger, uh, player for, uh, Houston. Uh, he pitched a little, he pitched a little bit last night. Anybody else thought it was surreal when Odo was pitching to Rosario? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like, Whoa. Wait a minute. This, I sent yeah. you that text message. I'm like, it's funny to watch all these ex-twins players all over the playoffs right now. Yeah. They're everywhere, right? I know. And, uh, Eddie, I Eddie had two more hits last night. He yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, he, he is on fire. Are we having seller's remorse over Eddie Rosario? Or because I just see so much on social media. Everybody's like, oh, we didn't need him. Yeah, look what he's doing now. Uh, do you guys feel like we should have held on to Eddie or are you good with the decision that was made at the time? <laughs> we should have held on to him. <laughs> Think so? Yeah, probably. Well, who else do we have out there? Other than Buxton, no one's really produced. I don't know. But the thing about Rosario is when he's hot right now, but when he's yeah. not hot, he's not hot. Exactly. That's and true. he's got kind of an attitude occasionally when he gets down on himself, too. I don't know. I'm happy for him right now. I hope too. I'm I hoping they do well. I hope his his hot streak lasts through the World Series. Yeah. Because he runs so hot and cold. And that's what I remembered most about Eddie from 
uh, his time with the Twins, man, when he was red hot, there was nobody better. Right. And he does love the spotlight. He likes getting up there. I mean, uh, there was no bigger spot for Eddie than if he came up with a chance to walk off a game, bottom of the ninth, you know, runners on, a chance for him to hit a bomb. And a lot of times he'd do it. But then he'd sink into these deep, dark holes, and you wouldn't hear from him for a month. Right. Or he'd make these boneheaded decisions and plays and throw to the wrong base or just, uh, I don't know, it just seemed like he was kind of hot-dogging it a little bit out there in, in, in the outfit. Right. And I know this is the old guy in me, this is the old ball guy in me, but I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't be hot-dogging it. Two hands, make your catch, throw to the right base, use your head. A lot of times he just, it didn't seem like his head was always in the in the game where it needed to be. But well, if I had an arm, I probably would risk a few throws too. But you're you're right, yeah. I think I think a lot of the what you're hearing on social media and seeing is just frustration from Twins fans, right? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. just, you know, watching these guys play and we're not in the playoffs and yeah. this constant cycle that we've been going through. I think it's just frustration. Yeah, I think you're right, and it and it is that it is that sense of we've made so many. The front office has made so yeah. many boneheaded decisions when it comes to personnel that uh, it is it's 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 a, a kick in the baby maker to watch some of these guys have this much success after leaving the team. Right. It's hard to watch sometimes. You cheer for them, but it's it's hard to watch. Hey, here's something good. Just came across uh, about an hour ago as seven time All Star Nelson Cruz wins the Roberto Clemente Award for 2021. And that's um, kind of a like a service award. Yeah, community service thing. Community yeah. service award, yeah. And uh, and he does a lot for his home country, and uh, he's awarded this year for his efforts in his native Dominican Republic. So I, I, I just I know he's left the team, and a lot of times we get bad feelings about players that have left the team. Uh, Nelson Cruz, I got nothing but good to say about him. It's cool to see him win an award like this. W- will he be back, you think, in a Twins uniform, or, or has that ship sailed now? I just don't know if they're going to want to spend that money on him. We need we need to overspend for pitching this year. Yeah, I know. We need to, right? So I don't I don't know, but I, I like he loved Minnesota. He loved the fans. It was hard to watch him leave, and he still has a great deal. He'd love to come back. I just don't know if they'll pay him. Be interesting. I know they can probably move Sano into that DH spot, so and save some money, maybe. But well, I guess we'll we'll see. Uh, that that could be the Twins front office calling right there, saying that they are indeed <laughs> bringing back Nelson Cruz. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. I think um, our front office right now with Falvey and Levine, I think, are too hung up on. The numbers, and I don't think they like one number in particular with Nelson Cruz. That is his birth date. Uh, so I don't. I eventually, and and it's true. Eventually, age will catch up with Nelson Cruz. Will it be next year? I, I, nobody knows. Probably not. But I, I think George, you're right. You got to sink that money into pitching. We tried the past couple of years to just be like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll just hit so much. It won't matter so much about the pitching, but it did. Yeah, I, I think this is we, we say this every year. I know, but it's if they don't go out this year and and get a number one legitimate starter, mm-hmm. the fan base is going to start to dwindle. Mm-hmm. You're not there's going to be some empty seats at Target Field. 
if you want to compete with Chicago, yeah, you're going to have to go out and spend a little money. They're going to have they have to go out and get the twenty million dollar a year pitcher. That's what they have to do, right? We don't, yeah. and they're out there, and some of the and they they're going to get paid, so yeah. they they have to accept that. And just bite the bullet. Some that the winter meetings are coming up here in a little over a month. We go through this every year, right? Yes, we always get disappointed. Nothing would be more disappointing than if they don't get this CBA figured out that that expires on December first. Well, that's the thing. None of this matters if there's not a collective bargaining agreement, right? And, and right now, Georgia, what everything I've I haven't followed it maybe as closely as you have, but everything I've seen looks really negative as far as anything getting done and it's what a december early december deadline isn't it right it's december 1st at midnight Ooh. that 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 uh, the end of november is when it expires and you know through the summer they tried to keep the talk down but uh, the latest banter is there's a very good possibility to see a work stoppage again uh. like we saw in 94 95 and coming off what fans have been through over the past couple of years yeah, because you remember how that hurt the game. Mm. The fans, yeah. yeah, they wanted they, they were mad about that. And then you come off COVID and you you don't go to spring training or we get some weird shortened season or no season at all. Yeah. That would be really bad for baseball. They need to get this figured out. Yeah, it'd be twenty twenty all over again. But it, instead of a worldwide pandemic, it would be their inability to come to terms. Uh, to get baseball out there for fans, and, and, and you're yeah. right, it, it could it could wipe out even if they came to some agreement. Uh, you're still looking at possibly possibly spring training getting wiped out. Yeah, they're saying they're looking. They're not optimistic that they there won't be a work stoppage to affect the season Man. in some way, which would be really really bad for baseball. You would think they've got to have that in the back of their minds, though, right? I, I would think so, too, yeah. But I think they can't just, do that again. No, God, I hope not. You, do you remember watching Herbeck retire in August? Because uh, of the work stop in 94. That's right. I mean, it was yeah. sad to watch that end like that. Right. And then it went into the next year. Yeah, yeah. Those things get ugly. Once they get going, it's tough to turn that thing around again. Right, right. Things I hope they get it play. figured out. Get things back in place. Well, what are you guys? Uh, what are you feeling for the uh, for the World Series? Obviously, it looks good after Game One. Uh, the Braves first batter, first pitch, Jorge Soler, boom, see ya. Uh, kind of set the tone right right out of the gate. Um, but let's face it, the Houston Astros are a good baseball team. As much as we like to hate them for the cheating um, in the past and maybe currently. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I, uh, was I whistling? <laughs> uh that team can hit and and something tells me they're not going to just roll over no and they hurt you no. top to bottom too they got the batting champion batting seventh right batting seventh Think it's of that. insane <laughs> but how do you feel how do you feel who's gonna win how long is it gonna go spence we'll start with you how do you, you think the braves are uh, wow. have enough momentum or yeah that's that's what i was thinking with, with the momentum they have after that first game i'm gonna go with and Granted, I do. I do. I hate Houston. I'm going to go with the Braves in six. Braves in six. All right, George, how are you feeling? I'm going to say Houston in seven, and I don't want to say Ooh. that. But I'll say Houston <laughs> in seven. <laughs> All right, I'll go Braves in seven. How about that? Braves in seven. We'll see how it uh, pans out. By the way, uh, you talked about spending $20 million on a on a starting a number one guy. One of the names I keep 
seen coming up on uh, social media. And can we just, here's the word I like to use. Can we quash it? Can we just quash this name right away? Because um, it's not going to happen. All right. And, and we're talking about um, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, the, the starting pitcher for uh, Houston, and he's got the Tommy John now. He played for Detroit forever. Uh, Verlander. Verlander. Justin Ver. Thank you. Justin Verlander is not coming to the Minnesota. No, no. I'm, I'm just going to tell you that right now. That's not going to happen. It's like burst your bubble, but that ain't happening. No. No. Not, not at his age. If he comes back, there's no way he's coming to a team like Minnesota. Exactly. Because they're all like, uh, oh, yeah, but, you know, he's coming off uh, Tommy John and 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 he'll it'd just be like a one year deal. And yeah, and he doesn't have to play for a team in a small market like Minnesota. He won't do it No, play for a contender and he will. So get will the Verlander work. thing out of your head. Do you think do you, because of his age and mm-hmm. coming off Tommy John, do you think mm-hmm. he'll be the same guy? He strikes me as one of those guys who will be crafty about it and, and will maybe regroup if he has to. And I think he's got enough tools in his bag that he could be one of these guys who may not have the velocity anymore, but then he goes to, um, you know, mixing speeds better or maybe throwing another pitch that he hadn't used as much before in the past. That isn't a fastball. He strikes me as one of those kind of guys. I don't know. Spence, what do you think? Well, he might be close in the velocity. They're so good at this surgery now, yeah, right? I, I I guess we'll wait and see. But my, my gut says, yeah, he may not. May, maybe loses a mile or two an hour, but still, he's throwing going to throw close to mid nineties. Then you know, yeah, some team's going to have themselves a, a good pitcher. He he's a very right. smart, crafty guy, and yeah, he'll get it figured out. And you're right, this this surgery now, um. It, it isn't the exception. It's kind of the rule. It's become the exception if you haven't had that surgery yet, to be honest. So um, it, it's not what it once was um, back in the day. I don't know. Are we missing anything on the baseball front, or is that pretty good? I don't know. I feel like. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to have this discussion in early December. Yeah. <laughs> right? Let's have, hopefully, anyways. Are the two sides, are they at least meeting? Are they at least negotiating? Or is well, it, this player that? union is is a very that's a powerful union right yeah. the mlb players union and right now they're so far apart that i don't i don't they might this might be gamesmanship i don't know but the fans are starting to get a little bit worried about this and i mean all the guys that i've been following that that are the insiders are saying there's a very good possibility that we're not going to see spring training mm. i hate that i hate that so much so do i that's what I have to look forward to in this deep, dark Minnesota winter. Right. Right. <laughs> Spring training. All right, guys. What's it going to take to beat Dallas Sunday night for your Minnesota Vikings? What's What are a couple of things that they're going to have to do right? Stop the run, I think. Right? I mean, they haven't done it very well all year. If they can slow the running game down, maybe they got a chance. I don't know. Two guys, Ezekiel Elliott and Prescott, yeah. right? You yeah. got to contain those two guys. When they get when they get it going together, look out. They're five and one. They have so many offensive weapons. Um, that that's that's it. You're you're hoping to you're not going to stop that, but you're hoping to slow it down at least. I think, and that's going to be tough with Patrick Peterson out. And now you have to rely on Cam Dantzler. Did you hear his quote? He said that Peterson had talked to him. And giving him some 
grandfatherly advice. On <laughs> Not fatherly. Grandfatherly <laughs> advice. Ouch. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he'd like to have that back. I bet he would. <laughs> Oops. Uh, it, it could be rough. It could be rough with our secondary. Um, I, I, I hope they win. I think they do have a chance to win. I, I really do. And and trick-or-treaters should know in Lake Crystal that if you're coming to my house, you better be there before 7 o'clock. Because once 7 o'clock comes, whoom, lights are going down, right? The door is locked. There's no candy being given out after 7 o'clock because it's Vikings-Cowboys. <laughs> right. Or a beer next to the couch. Right. right. I, I'm not getting up and answering the door. I'll turn no, all the lights no. out and hide under a blanket if I have no. to. But I'm, not, I'm not throwing out candy after after uh, seven o'clock. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Here's the deal. What do you think? Is it is it must win? I I don't. Originally, I thought it was. Um, it, it certainly would set the tone for after the bye and all these tough games coming up. That would be a huge win to have in your back pocket. I don't know necessarily that your season's over at three and four, though, is it? I don't know. What do you think? In the NFC, maybe. I mean, because then you're going to slip another game back of Green Bay, and they've got a tough game tomorrow with Arizona. But yeah, if you keep dropping back, I three and four with another tough three or four coming up. I, I don't know. That that makes me nervous. I, it might be a must win. The, the weird thing is, prior to this game, if the season were to end today, to put things in perspective, the Vikings would be in the playoffs. We're in. So, yeah. so it's, I mean, so we're hovering around that middle ground. Right. You know, and I, I, I don't think it'd be the end. It would certainly be disappointing, and, and it would it'd set you back, but I don't think we'd be done. And two of the best teams in the league we should have beat. Right? Yeah. With yeah. Arizona and Cincinnati. I, we, yeah. we could very well be 5-1 and one easily. You know, it's just two plays. And some of these games that looked so daunting a few weeks ago, some of these teams have fallen off a little bit where you could probably beat the Steelers. You could probably beat the 49ers right now. I mean, there's there's some teams. I mean, the Rams are still good. And there's don't get me wrong. Baltimore. I think we could beat Baltimore. We could beat Baltimore. Uh, yeah. they, they proved to be beatable. And yeah. and Chicago, if we could yeah. finally figure out how to win at Soldier Field, those two games against Chicago are winnable. I think right. one of the Green Bay games is winnable. So yeah. you're right, Spence. You don't want to get you don't want to start getting too many in the loss column because I'm not sure. I, I think eleven and six gets you in the playoffs for sure this year in the NFC. I don't know about ten and seven, possibly. But if it's eleven and six, and you get your fourth loss this Sunday, you only got two more L's to give up. Yeah, that's the part that worries me. I, we have the extra game, got it. But man, yeah, at home, God, you hope you hope they can do it. Um, they got to play smart. I think they need to be more aggressive in the play calling too, and in the chance yeah. they take. I just think they get too conservative they get to even they get a lead and then they just i don't know they just go into this weird prevent offense almost if that's a thing yeah yeah keep the keep the foot on the on the pedal right i mean keep the gas down i think kirk cousins he's he likes to air it out so i I think think, i I think they should let him do it yeah uh have you guys watched i I did i've heard people talk about it and then i finally watched it this past monday night so you've got monday night football on espn 
and then you flip over to ESPN2, and you've got the game on, but you don't have the announcers. You've got Peyton and Eli Manning and their guests doing live commentary as the game goes on. It is brilliant. Those <laughs> guys are hilarious. Do you uh, think they'll like it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they'll invite Marshawn Lynch back with his beverages? <laughs> Oh, uh, probably. Well, yeah. it'd be for ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's awesome, but it, it's because it's a real look at those guys, and they're so loose about it, right? Yeah, they're so loose about it. Yeah, and they're yeah. not being the you know, hey, I'm up at the booth, and I got the tie right. on, and I got to hold the mic. They're just they're chilling. They're at home, and they're free willing. They can say whatever. <laughs> they're not playing anymore, so it doesn't matter. Peyton, I think, is a little more freewheeling than Eli. It seems like Eli holds back a little bit sometimes and Peyton will kind of poke him and prod him along to say what he really thinks. But it's fun that that mind of the player is so fascinating. And a lot of times they would try and predict what the next play would be. And Jesus, like 90% of the time they were right. It is entertaining. I think the first two weeks were a little up and down, but the last couple have been really, really good. And and, and having the, these stars on with them, it's, it's really cool. I think it has a chance to really catch on. I, I think other, you know, other networks might pick up on that and try their own thing with it, but we'll see, but I like it. It's been done the same way for so long. I give ESPN credit, even though they're, they're safely tucking it away on ESPN too for now um, for trying it because it's so different. They had a WNBA player on as one of their guests on, <laughs> on uh, a Sunday. And I didn't realize how that just kind of wrote this, and that person will go away and be somebody else. And that was my first experience with it uh, Monday night. And uh, that was pretty, that was pretty cool to watch. Right. Uh, I think they may be onto something there. What would be even better is if we could record the three of us <laughs> watching a Vikings game. Oh God, that'd be rich <laughs> because that would be awesome. You would feel you would be there. You'd have this experience of what it would be like to live and die with us, right? Well, <laughs> we do okay. on Sunday. I, I have to forewarn you: we haven't watched the game together. I I will say this, and I don't know about you guys, but I get really foul mouth. I I oh yeah yeah, it, it's terrible. Some of the things that comes out of my mouth when I'm watching a Viking game, and yeah, so and we I mean, it, have a little at the bottom. It's yeah, a, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, we'd have a disclaimer at the bottom, but uh, yeah. we'd probably be okay. I think that would just be a hoot. I, I don't know how you do it. You'd have to have the rights to the game and everything. Probably never happened, but I love the idea. I really do. All right. Uh, let's see. Golden Gopher football. Um, they've picked it up, but they're not playing anybody really particularly good. <laughs> they've been home, but they're playing better than they did against Bowling Green. They're at Northwestern, I think, this Saturday. Yep, I think so. And in the conference standings, they're they're tied with uh, with Iowa at just one conference loss apiece. And George, you're going on the road. To, you'll see Iowa and Wisconsin on Saturday. Yeah, I'm uh, going to be at uh, Camp Randall for the game on Saturday, which is uh, Wisconsin's homecoming. L- listen, I bought tickets for that, <laughs> thinking Iowa was coming in undefeated when they were ranked number two. I right. was like, see them losing to Purdue. Right. And laying that huge egg. So now they've got one loss. They dropped down to the 11 spot, but it should still be an electric atmosphere out there. Well, you're going to one of the 
party capitals of the world for college football. They get it's homecoming. You're not wearing any Iowa stuff, are you? Because you might no thrown on you, but no, I'm I'm going with a group of people that are Iowa fans, but I will be cheering for the Badgers because I cannot stand the Hawkeyes. Well, they might want to wear a garbage bag over the top of the <laughs> otherwise they may get wet, but <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that it's just a really, really fun atmosphere to watch a, a college football game. So yeah, that'll be a first for me. I haven't been there, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a very cool experience. Um, although they did kind of ruin your party a little bit by yes. actually getting beaten already, but loss number two would be even better. Yes. If the Gophers can uh, beat Northwestern, then we're on top. That sounds so weird to say, but we'd yeah, we'd uh have the gophers on top. Uh, some of the, the gopher uh, people are scratching their heads and they can't figure out why they're not selling out games at the bank at TCF bank stadium and Huntington uh, bank. Uh, you know, oh, sorry. Yep. You're exactly right. You should know, right. You're a customer. I think. Right. 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 Okay. So Huntington bank stadium. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they should call me. Cause I'd tell them why the upper bowl isn't sold out. They, they asked too damn much for the tickets up there. They do this demand-based pricing, right? So the ticket I bought for $38 against Bowling Green suddenly becomes an $80 ticket for a Big Ten game, and that suddenly becomes a $125 ticket for a game against Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska. It's demand-based pricing, and it's killing them. And the average fan just, they they don't need to. They don't need to spend that. They'll stay home. They don't care. Right. And for guys like you and I, you know, we work early in the mornings and stuff, but we normally have weekends off. If they yeah. were more affordable, yeah. And because I like the college football atmosphere, that would be something I would consider getting season tickets to. Yeah. But you're right. I think that they've just outpriced them. Well, if you buy two, I mean, you can't just buy one, right? If you, get, you want to take somebody with you, now you're, right. now you're talking yeah. double it, bucks, 300 bucks, 400 bucks for yeah. a Big Ten game. Greg, when you've been there, because I know that you you go to games, yeah. ha, has it been? Have you looked around the? Because you don't see it a lot on TV. That upper bowl area is it? Is it empty? There's a reason they don't show it. It's about half full, and the corners are usually pretty empty. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and they're scratching their. I, I don't understand why why they can't figure it out. It's it's very simple. It's just you're asking way too much of the average fan and you're not even getting a good seat i mean you're ta- although i mean i'll be honest with you the 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 worst seat at huntington bank is is actually with the sight lines and as, as small and in intimate as a stadium as it is it's a still a pretty good view but still you don't want to be up in the nosebleeds and be paying an expense at two tickets gonna run you 300 bucks right that that's the you stay home for that price right you can get some right. really good beer and some really nice steaks and get a much better view of the action, right. and until they figure that out. And this demand-based pricing, I get it. If you're if you're the Twins, right, and you're trying to get, it's one thing. Hey, do you want to come see the Twins play the Mariners, or do you want to come see the Twins play the Yankees, right? Do you want to right. see the Twins and the Brewers, Twins and the Cubs? Yeah, so I, it, it kind of makes a little more sense there. But for Golden Gopher for college athletics, I think they just need to name a price. And keep it there, at least for the right. next few years, at least till you get those fans back in the habit of going to events again. A lot of people right. are, are slow to warm up to that again. So they need to uh, they need to look at at curbing that. I think I think that's uh, a big uh, 
a big player in why they're not uh, selling out. Uh, let's talk wild hockey. Uh, looked like they were going to go undefeated. Pretty sure they were going to be 82 and L, but then they get the, uh, the L <laughs> we get so carried away. Don't we, we win a few games and just everybody needs to settle down a little bit. They're going to be fine. They look like they're, they're going to be a really good, uh, really good hockey team this year. They well, need to get last night. Yeah. And they need to quit playing from behind. How did they do last night? They win three to two. I think they were down a goal early though, but then they came ah. back and got the last. But they won. Kakinen did not look good on Sunday. And, well, they were a little sluggish anyway, but I think they the Wild had like four penalties in the first period on Sunday. That didn't help them. And I think they gave up at least two power play goals in the first period. So, And with Kakinen not playing so good, that was not a good formula. But they bounced back. Talbot with another win. He's he's got five wins already. Wow. (laughs) Wow, that's impressive. And that's okay. Capo will probably uh, come around and, and warm up. He probably just needs another game or two in the nets and and feel comfortable and and he'll get his time. I mean, they're five and one, and Kaprizov hasn't put one in the back of the net yet. Yeah, he's setting up people though pretty good, isn't he? Yes, he is. He had another <laughs> assist last night. Yeah, they're they're going to be a super fun team to watch this uh, winter. And uh, I just I don't know. I I think the sky's the limit for those guys. Uh, Wolves are entertaining too. They're they kind of they didn't look so good in their last game, um, but they got going to uh, off to a good start. It seems like if if they can just remember to play some defense, uh, they can be a pretty good uh, pretty good opponent out there. Yeah, they're two and one, and Ant showed even in that lock. What two nights ago was it Monday night? Yeah, he can take over a game. I mean, he scored twenty points or twenty one points in that third third quarter on on monday against pelicans and he was he couldn't be stopped so i I, god i hope they don't trade anybody just let these guys play together finally uh they're fun they're they're fun to watch and i i think they're going to do pretty good we'll see i know they have a tougher schedule coming up in the next couple weeks here so and did you notice the weight loss on towns i certainly did he looks yeah Yeah, he's on 10 or 15 you think something like that right yeah yeah, he looks great. And we found out this week uh, through some tweets on what Carl Anthony Towns' pregame ritual is. Uh, Carl Anthony, the big cat, says to uh, to pump himself up, he wa- <laughs> he watches some YouTube of two gorillas fighting to the death before a game, and that gets him pumped up. So <laughs> should we try that before our next ball, guys? <laughs> you have that kind of thing? Okay. What does that even look like, right? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. That's that, disturbing. That's that bizarre. is disturbing. <laughs> I'm a little worried about the big cat. I <laughs> that's normal. Is that what most uh most players do or I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Sure the animal rights people are quite happy with it. Right? Yeah. Oh man. Open up a new endorsement deal. This <laughs> is new or something. I don't know. It's uh it's kind of bizarre. Well, here's something you don't see every day. Uh, during the Cincinnati Bengals game against the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday, a drunk Ravens fan tried to climb into the radio broadcast booth. The woman <laughs> doing the climbing explained to play-by-play announcer Gary Sandusky while he was on the air, I'm a veteran and I'm looking for a drink. <laughs> the woman was convinced <laughs> to stop her climb and most likely spent Monday working through her hangover. Oh, oh man. oh god i hope hope they found her a drink yeah yeah she probably i don't know if there's any beers in the broadcast booth that's not the first place i'd go looking for them but (laughs) 
Just don't do that when you're in Wisconsin, George. Don't climb no. any boots. <laughs> don't watch any videos of gorillas fighting to the death. <laughs> don't embarrass the ball guys. Uh, I'll, I'll try not to. Because okay. if you try to outdrink the Scanies, you're going to lose that one every time. Not going to happen. <laughs> All right. We're back next week. That's your Ball Guys podcast.